0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
1: Gary Ablett, welcome to Friday Focus. Thanks so much for joining us and and coming on this little segment in the Gillian Goss program. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Gillian.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Mate, it's, uh, I tell you, I've got to say, that that manager of yours, Liam Pickering, he, he plays a hard game, but he's taught me a nice lesson, mate, of <laughs> just sort of steamrolled into morning radio, and I'm, I'm challenged each week to try and get a big name on, and I was going okay the first few weeks, and then I was challenged to get you on, and gee, he was tagging me like Tony Libertore, mate, he made it very difficult, but I'm thrilled we finally got there.
0: Uh, look, mate, I uh, I've got to say that I am the type of person that likes to put down the uh, the phone at times. And um, after seeing your eight missed call, I thought oh, I'd better give be Billy <laughs> a call back. I thought this this is a little bit stalkerish, but yes, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, ha- happy to talk to you, mate.
1: Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'll probably go over the top on occasion. But mate, <laughs> um, something that did catch my interest uh, in the in the sort of interim period while I was trying to catch up with you was this release of the the wine range, the collaborative. Program wine program the Ablett yep. family collection with the, your old man that uh, looks like a bit of fun.
0: Yeah, very exciting. It's um, look, it's it's not a business that I thought I would ever get into, but I, um, I I did a retirement wine at the end of last year, and I just really enjoyed that process of you know learning about winemaking, and um, we worked pretty closely with the winery out the back of Geelong, and. Yeah, as I said, enjoyed that process. We went on to then collaborate uh, with the Richmond Football Club to do a premiership wine, which was uh, was actually uh, quite hard to do. Uh, The fact that we uh, we also played in the grand final, and uh, this is our third collaboration now. I know that uh, Dad's drink of choice has always been a red wine, and um, you know something that he's been passionate about. So uh, we've enjoyed that. It's uh, it's on sale now. It's it's selling really well, and uh, we'll continue to collaborate with uh, with athletes into the future.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I would imagine there'd be a few of your former teammates lining up too, who I know Selwood would probably be knocking on the door. Who else down Geelong Way would be uh, be lining up?
0: There are a few guys, Gilly, but they negotiate very hard. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to work through the numbers and see if it works.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I'll come knocking as well, mate. Don't worry about that. Hey, uh, as far as that, you know, collaboration with your dad, is this the first of this type in, in a, I guess, a commercial sense that you've taken on? Through your uh, well post playing career now and even during your playing days,
0: yeah, it is. So th- dad doesn't sign a lot of stuff. I mean, we we have signed some jumpers and some footies over the years that we've uh, we've auctioned off for charity. Yes. Um, but outside of that, we haven't really done anything together. So that's why I've been I've been so excited about it. Um, it. It did take a bit of time to talk my dad, you know, into into doing something like this. But when I got him out to the winery and he was able to have a look around, you know, have a taste of some of their wines out there, he said. No, I'm uh, I'm pretty keen on getting this up and running, and um, I know the team at Austin Wines, the winery that we've gone through, have put a lot of hard work in, you know, over the last five or six months, um, you know, to get it off the ground. So super excited that um, you know people can now pre-order, and and uh, uh, I think that they they should have their bottles within the next six to eight weeks. So I'm uh, I'm I'm looking looking forward to getting my hands on the first one.
1: Fantastic, Uh, so much interest in. The, the father-son relationship it's a feature of football isn't it the father-son rule of, of recruitment for clubs and um and over the years very little you're a private person very little expressed about you know that relationship how's do you see a lot of your your dad and 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 how's that relationship uh, evolved over time given your playing career and your, your your fantastic ability to to fulfill all that potential and carve your own name
0: yeah, we we have a really great relationship, Gilly. We I, I speak to Dad just about every day. Um, he's in a really good place at the moment; he's really happy, which you know, which is which is uh, the most important thing. And um, he's actually working for a couple of uh, food banks down um, down Geelong Way. So there's one just just out of Geelong and, and one out Ocean Grove Way. Um, and he's really enjoying that. He uh, you know started doing that six to eight months ago, and, and basically what that involves for him is just going out picking up meals. Um, from these places and then delivering them to people, and um, I think he's just—he's really enjoying getting out and connecting with people. Uh, he did tell me the other day though that uh, he's uh, that the food bank's now starting to receive calls saying, "Would you mind getting Gary to drop off our <laughs> meals today?" And he gets out there and takes some photos and signs some autographs, and then goes to hand over the food. And they say, "Oh no, 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 we didn't want any food. We just wanted you to come out and say hello." So I think he's got—he's got to work through that now, but he's—he's he's finding a lot of enjoyment in that, as I said, and. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying spending the, the extra time with him now that I'm retired as well. He's a, he's a good man and um, yeah, just uh, love him. He's been he's, he's been amazing father over the years.
1: Oh, without doubt, and and what an inspiration to so many people. I, I'm interested in that discussion of you know we're, we're both parents and uh, that discussion about as a child. Um, You know, I watch my children enter their sporting realms of uh, three boys and a girl and they're into everything, cricket, footy and whatever it is, athletics, but seeing there's undoubtedly uh, more of a glare and more attention on them purely from the profile that that I guess came with my sporting endeavours. I understand that from from, uh, other parents and, and the public point of view, but it doesn't make it easy and it doesn't make it all that much fun at certain times. What? What do you recall of that of that sort of um, primary school age and coming through that and entering sporting ranks? Did you did you feel the glare? Were you aware of it?
0: I did at times, silly. I mean, I, I really enjoyed my childhood. Dad, Dad was always very. Dad and Mum were always very encouraging. You know, getting out and, and trying as many different things as we could. And um, you know, Dad, Dad never really pushed me. Um, you know, to pursue football. Um, he knew that that needed to be a decision. Um, that I'd have to make for myself. And um, a lot of people know now that I, I actually stopped playing footy for a couple of years um, around the age of 14, 15. And that, that was just because I was, you know, I was passionate about some other things at the time. I was, I was trying skateboarding, had a lot of mates that were into their surfing. Um, and at that age, I, I never, never really saw myself pursuing football as a career. Uh, it wasn't until the age of uh, 16 that I was invited down to the Geelong Falcons um, to try out. Um, and even at that time, you know, I wasn't sure whether that's what I wanted to do, because for me, that involved catching the school bus home from Geelong um, to Jan Jack, where, where I'm based now, and um, walking up to the, to the, the main road and, and hitchhiking into training. And I thought it'd be a little bit easier <laughs> just to grab the surfboard out of the shed and head down to the Ways, which are two minutes away. So um, it, took, it took a little bit of convincing uh, for my dad to talk me into just going down and trying out. And, um, you know, he just... He just, he just had some really great advice for me at that time, said, you know, you've loved putting since you are a little kid. Why not give it a go? Um, you know, I think through the TA Cup system, you'll, you know, you'll figure out pretty quickly whether you're good enough to, to make it at the top level, and, and I didn't look back from
1: there. Well, I was going to ask about advice. Was there one particular piece of advice that really stuck out and sticks out in your mind that, that he gave you?
0: Yeah I think when we were younger he he always encouraged Nathan and I to get out and practice on both both sides of the body um you know so whether that be kicking on both sides handballing on both sides he said look if your dream is to play at the top level one day then um you know you need you need to be able to kick and handball on both sides of your body so that was you know that was a great bit of advice when we were younger uh, I think as we got a little bit older um you know and I I mean you know, it's a bit of advice that I think most parents would give to their kids. But you know, just to get out and enjoy yourself. There, there is a lot that's out of our, out of our control. Um, and you know, I can remember getting down to the club as a 17 year old, and it did take me a bit of time to figure out just what it took to, um, you know, to make it at the top level. Um, you know, and 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 what it is, to, I guess, to be a professional. Um, but Dad's advice through those years was always just. Focus on the things you can control. Make sure you enjoy what you're doing, um, and the rest will look after look after itself. And it was just so nice to, you know, to have, uh, you know, really supportive parents through that time. Because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't really know if footy was a thing that I wanted to pursue. Um, and I think the first couple of years in the AFL system, um, I probably didn't have that self belief. I didn't believe that I was good enough to play at the top, the, at the top level. But I think having parents like that. Um, that, you know, were encouraging no matter how I played um, were, was, you know, a big part of the reason why I stuck at it was able to go on and have the career that I did.
1: Indeed. Uh, again, just quickly referencing my son, my eldest is 19, and I was chatting with him last night, actually, when thinking about uh, chatting with you and talking about that journey. And he, he, he recollected that as a kid, he, he was always going to play cricket for Australia. Through primary school years, that's what because that's what Dad did, and that's what I'm going to go on and yep. do, and, and he said there was a, a sort of a fork in the road moment where he realised he only felt that because that's what Dad did, but it wasn't actually what he was really interested in. He didn't rebel against cricket, he still loves the game, but he yep. found that he had other interests, one of which is acting, which he's off pursuing now, but I guess um, that's that, that sort of fork in the road moment that you're talking about, about allowing yourself a bit of time off, and then and then working out what you really want to do. And it just so happened to be the same thing as what your dad did.
0: Uh, absolutely, Gillian. And I think that's where, you know, it, 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 was, so, um, it was so great to have those parents that, that, you know, really supported me through that. I know when, when I made the decision to give up football as a teenager, um, you know, dad was one of the first people to, that I spoke to about it. And, and he gave me some really great advice and said, look, you know, footy's not everything. It's important to get out there and try some other things in life and you'll figure the things that you're passionate about. Um, you know, but then for him, it encouraged me to, to, to go down and try out at the Falcons um, you know, because, one, he believed that I was good enough to play at the top level, but I think the other part of it, he knew how passionate I was about football as a kid. So um, he said, look, there's no harm in going and trying it. If it doesn't work out, um, well, then you, know, you, you just look at pursuing other things that you're passionate about. So um, I think you're right. You know, it, It's important for kids to get out there and try as many things as they can, and, and they'll figure it out at the right time.
1: Yeah, and the other thing Harry said, he, he, quoting him, he said, oh, I also realised I was an average cricketer. So <laughs> that's why we moved into the, the okay. acting game. But that, that's not a dad <laughs> hey, saying. Well,
0: I, I thought I, I thought the same as a 17-year-old. I thought I was an average footballer. But uh, I was able to go on and have a 19-year career. And, and um, yeah, just so so thankful that I, <laughs> uh, I did make the decision to pursue my football.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think plenty of AFL fans are pretty happy about that, too, particularly Cats. Hey, uh, talking of the Cats, you were celebrated beautifully uh, a couple of weeks ago with the lap of honour with your good mate Harry Taylor. Um, emotional scenes, great to see Levi on your lap. Uh, but leading into that, yeah. there was discussion around a possible comeback, mate. Any truth to this or is it off the table?
0: <laughs> uh, there'll be no comeback, uh, Gilly. That was uh, that was tongue in cheek. I, um, I mean, I, I did say that I would be open to the conversation if, if the club did approach me about it. Um, and that was just more out of respect for the football club. I think if, if they were wanting to have that conversation, there'd be a very good reason for it. Um, but I've uh, found out after uh, after making that comment that, uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's impossible. It, uh, it can't happen. I think with the, the AFL rules in place, um, it means a retired player needs to be out of the game for at least 12 months. So happy in retired life, mate. Happy spending... <laughs> spending more quality time with a family. And I've, uh, I've got lots of other things that I'm passionate about. So I'm enjoying investing time into that.
1: Yeah, well, that tells me you 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 haven't... If you see a headline that, okay, you might be thinking of a comeback, you can easily think maybe you feel like you retired too early. But you, you're really comfortable with that retirement decision?
0: I am, Dilly, I am. I mean, after 19 years in the game, um, you know, it, it, is a, it is a long time. Um, you know, in, in one job, um, although I don't like to call it a job. I yeah. mean, you know, it was, it was always a dream of mine to, to play at the top level. And I was just so blessed to, to be able to have a 19-year career because the average career is three or four years. And, um, you know, as I as I mentioned earlier, when I first started, I, I, I didn't actually believe that, that, that I was good enough to play at the top level. So to be able to go on and achieve everything that I have over my 19-year career is pretty special. Uh, and now that I'm retired, you know, I've got, I've got the time to be able to reflect and, um, you know, catch up with some of the, those, those ex-teammates that i played a lot of football with. And, um, you know, we've also got lots of great memories and, and, and things that we can talk back on. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm, I think I'm really enjoying just being able to also get up and do things in my own time. You know, I, I loved having that routine, but being able to get up in the morning and, and take my little boy for walks, spend, spend more time with Jordy, it's, uh, it really is special.
1: Yeah, that that freedom where you're not dictated to by a schedule—it's not a bad feeling, is it? It's quite liberating to realise you can you're in control of your own destiny each day.
0: And I, I struggled with it early days—that's uh, for sure. I was uh, I was getting up, I reckon, a, a week after I retired, and, and uh, trying to to get out and and uh, you know exercise and things like that. But um, you know, Geordie was pretty quick to say to me, "You are retired now." Um, you know the, the the gym is not your number one priority let's uh <laughs> let's make sure that you're prioritizing the right things and uh she was spot on
1: yeah the shape i'm getting in my wife is saying the gym should be your priority gilly but uh anyway um uh mate i'm interested in your your uh thoughts and, and relationship with the media you've been mentioned earlier particularly private person throughout your your journey um without being rude or disrespectful but um How have you seen it? There was a big glare on the family and and Nathan, your brother, it was written that he sort of stepped away from the game as a result of some of that exposure perhaps. But um, how do you see it and and the relationship now particularly that you you are out of the the, the fishbowl, if you like, of the AFL?
0: Yeah, so for for me, early days when I was first drafted – you know, and this, this is something I've been pretty open about, but um, I was actually o- offered the number five. Um, and uh, I said no to it and ended up taking the number 29 in the end just because I I, I wanted to make my own name in football. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk around that time on whether I'd been drafted because of my name or whether I was actually good enough to play at the top level. Um, and I think that was part of the reason, um, you know, why why I probably didn't believe in myself You know, through those years, is because I I, I probably started to read into that a little bit. Um, But for me, you know, I I knew that you know there was obviously going to be a lot of hype around me being drafted to Geelong as a seventeen-year-old, and um, it was part of the reason why I said no to a lot of media interviews through that time, is because I wanted to get out and prove myself as a footballer first. Um, I think as the years went on, I started to become a little bit more comfortable with it, and, and then obviously I. Uh, moved up to the Suns and became captain of that football club, and and that's obviously part of of being a leader, you know, of a football club. Um, I probably, I probably didn't understand, you know, um, I, I guess everything, you know, that was involved at that time. You know, it was obviously a new club, a lot of new people around the football club. I think that the average age of the list was eighteen, nineteen years years old. So there was a lot of responsibilities for me as a captain, um, but. You know, I believe that was a real time of growth for me, Gilly, you know, sure. moving up there, taking myself out of my comfort zone, really growing into that role. Um, you know, it didn't help me just, you know, develop and grow as a footballer, but more importantly, a person. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, look, it's not it's not um, the part that I love the most about, you know, being a footballer, but, um, you know, I understand that that's part of it. And um, I uh, I am looking forward now that I'm retired, mate, to disappearing into the bush for 12, 24 months where no one can find <laughs> me. And, uh they just spending some
1: quality time with the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, and well, well-earned as well. Um, talk, I guess blending that the, your comment there about family and media and, and probably social media, um, yourself and, and your wife, Jordan, decided via social media to share the story a little bit more in depth uh, about Levi and, and his challenging situation with um, his health. Um, why was that important yeah. for you guys to to do that to make that step to to uh reveal a little bit more and share that with the public
0: yeah um i mean it was it it was hard um i think we're you know we were told the diagnosis um we we knew that it was going to change our lives but um we we just had some we had some great people around us at the time that had been through some similar challenges and um you know, and they, they were the ones that encouraged us to, to get out and share our story. You know, we, we thought it was really important not to hide what Levi was going through because, um, you know, Levi, although Levi has got his challenges and, um, you know, he can't do everything that most two-year-olds can, um, he's still got his story. And we know that a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of families can relate to that. Um, and so for Jordan and I, you know, it was it, it was just about using the platforms that we've been given you know, to hopefully get out there and and, and, um, make a difference in other people's lives, whether that's just encouraging them in their journey. Um, You know, I know uh, we've we've learned a lot through the the challenges that we've been through over over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we we all have them. Um, But, you know, I think it is important that uh, that we get out there, we be vulnerable at times and, and, and we talk about the things that we're going through. Because as I said, there are other people that can relate to that. Um, and I think sometimes we all try and put on a brave face and and, and you know pretend that um, you know things aren't hard at times. But th- I think that's why it was important to us. You know, we want to share our journey. We we don't want to hide that.
1: Oh, it's beautifully said. I couldn't agree with you more. So uh, are you um, in a position that it, you can share with us what are the Le- Levi's challenges are? They are they day to day? Are they week to week? Or is there is there sort of uh, a time frame that you you're hoping to achieve a certain amount and then that progress will extend further. And how's he going?
0: Yeah, he, he's going okay, Dilly. Uh, I mean, we, we are, we are keeping um, a few things private for, for personal reasons, but um, you know, he, he, he receives treatment every day. Um, we, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the specialists, you know, can't really give us answers around, you know, what the future holds for Levite is a, is a pretty rare condition, but, um you know he's a, he's a beautiful boy he, he's always smiling he, he finds joy in you know in the little things which i know jordan and i have learned learnt a lot from that um and for us it's just about taking it a day at a time you know we, we don't like to think too far ahead it's about getting up we know that every day's a blessing no one's guaranteed tomorrow and um you know that's the that's the the, the attitude we like to have um is just wake up enjoy it um because uh, tomorrow will look after itself. But um, that beautiful boy, mate, and, and I'm, I'm really enjoying being a dad. Um, you know, Levi and, and Jordan are my number one priorities. And, um, you know, I, I, I think you asked earlier, you know, whether, whether um, you know, retirement's sitting well with me. And it definitely is because it, it gives me more time to invest into my family. And, and that's what's important to me. I've been very blessed to play the game that I have for such a long time, but I was, uh, I was ready for what's next
1: yeah nice really nice mate you're a, you're a committed christian where did that stem from
0: yeah so i uh I, I grew up in a christian family um my my dad gave his life to jesus um in his uh in his early 20s and um so as a kid i i regularly went along to church um but for me at that time it was it was more you know m- more about just spending quality time with dad um i uh I don't know if you've read my book, but I, um, I, I mentioned in my book at the age of about 23, I was, uh, I was living in a house with uh with six other guys. And there was, uh, there was three areas in my life in particular that I was, I was really struggling with. And um, at that time, you know, I wasn't really going to church. It wasn't, you know, the, the whole God thing wasn't something that I was really that interested in. Um, but I, I remember, I remember praying one night um, and just saying, God, if you're real, I, I I need your help. Um, you know, there's these areas that I'm really struggling in. And, um, and I mean, that was kind of the extent of the prayer. And, um, I remember waking up at about one, two in the morning. I can't remember the exact time, but, um, I remember waking up, um, and, and not being able to, to, to get back to sleep. And, um, I made the decision at that time to, to go downstairs and turn on the TV, which, um, you know, I'd, I'd never really done in, in the whole time of living in that house because my bedroom's upstairs and, and, and the lounge room was downstairs. Oh. But I, I turned on the TV and um, I didn't even have to change the channel. And, and the first show that came on was a Christian show that touched on, on, on one of the, the first things that I was struggling with. And um, <clears throat> at the end of that show, I, uh, I was about to turn the TV off and it rolled into another show, um, which was, uh, was the second thing, and rolled into another show, which was the third thing. And I remember that time I was buzzing, just thinking, you know what? There's been some, some things that have happened in my life at times that I thought were a bit of a coincidence, but um, you know I, I felt at that time that God was really talking uh, talking to me, and, and that was a returning point in my life. From there, I started to read the Word. I wanted to learn more about who who God is and His character. And um, absolutely, mate, committed Christian. I, I believe uh, you know we're put on this earth to serve and uh, to serve and love others, and um, that's what I want to dedicate my life to is getting out and making a difference in the world.
1: Yeah, wonderful. I, I just wondered has there been a time when your faith has been tested where you've really struggled to comprehend how situations play out? It, it might be on diagnosis with Levi. It might've been in footballing since the grand final last year. I don't know. And, and obviously there's been other events in your life. Have you? Has it really been tested at any point in time?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been tested. Um, and I think if you were to ask, um, you know, most, most people with a, Faith, you know something, you know, you, you, you it's always tested. I mean, this life is challenging. Uh, one thing that I do believe, Billy, is this is just a temporary home, and um, you know the challenges that we face in this life are, um, you know, they 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 really really help us grow as people. They they build on our character, and um, and and I mentioned before that you know Jordan and I are really big on just taking things one day at a time uh, because none of us know when we're guaranteed tomorrow so we, we try and get up and make the most of every single day that we're given um and you know for, for us it's about getting out and making a difference in people's lives i believe we're a relational people and people matter um and uh yeah i'm just so glad that i've been given the platform i have over the, over the last 19 years and um hopefully you know uh, that platform continues and i can get out and, and, and make a real difference
1: you talk about the uh, extra time with the family. You told me you, you, you're keen to get the Winnebago, aren't you, and uh, head on up the coast and disappear, <laughs> as you said, into the bushes with the family for, for a few months. <laughs> what about the, the broader future? What, what what sort of are the uh, the goals and dreams down in the track? Is there a coaching career? Is there moving into the media?
0: Yeah. I've, I've made the decision to step away from footy for at least 24 months. Um, I've got a couple of businesses up and running. I've got a travel business that we've uh, we've had to put on hold at the moment. Um I've also got a, uh, a media platform called Exclusive Insight. And I'm about to launch my own charity called Active Faith. And um, basically what Active Faith is about is, um, you know, I guess investing into things that I'm passionate about. Um, we're, uh, we're just about to, to, um, to team up with a couple of other charities, one, one being Compassion. Um, I'm very passionate about the, the, the work that they do. Um, and basically, what what we do, Gilly, is is we go out and we we raise funds for particular projects that uh, that, as I said, we're we're passionate about. So an example of that, we've just raised funds for 21 safe houses in Rwanda for highly vulnerable children, um, and um, yeah, we'll we'll continue continue to do that well into the future. And that's something that uh, that I want to invest a lot of time into.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Sounds sounds like a, a wonderful contribution. Just. Two quick ones uh, before I let you go, mate. We've, we we just saw um, uh, Dusty Martin disappear over to to New Zealand to catch up with his father. Given that he's got a, a weekend off, and, and I guess it's just moving back into that media space. What do do you think that the um, the current day media? Uh, he he went to the airport, was asked questions, and and sort of ignored them and just wanted to get on the plane, and get moving. Do you do you think the current day players? Uh, have more of an obligation to to fulfil that, uh, you know, questioning from the media and, and and their place in in the public life.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, look, it's a really tough question to answer. As we all know, you know, Dusty, um, you know, it's not it's not something that that Dusty has really enjoyed doing over the years. And, yeah. and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I think you know, Dusty gives a lot to the game. Um, and, and I think when you when you step into a leadership role at, at a football club, or whether that be the captain of the football club, or within a leadership group, you, you can understand there are those responsibilities that come with that. Um, but you know, for, for him, and, and, and he's always been you know open and honest about this. It's just for him, it's about getting out and playing the best footy that he possibly can. And um, you know, I don't, I don't personally think that he should have to answer any questions if if, if he doesn't want yeah. to. That's obviously his personal life and. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, ho- I hope that answered your question. You know, yeah. I think that you know there, there are there are a lot of pressure on players these days, um, but you know at the same time, um, you know a lot a lot of the players continue to do it because they love it. They love the game of football and they love love what comes with it.
1: Yeah, sure. So sorry, sorry. I, I lied. I have got two more quick. One about the Gold Coast. You went up there as the poster boy, and, and rightly so. The AFL pinning their hopes on new territory on the back of uh, someone of your profile and, and presence in the game. What's your assessment of the Suns at the moment uh, in a broad landscape as far as their position in the AFL and, and how they're going um, under the leadership of Stewie Jew?
0: I think they're heading in the right direction, Billy. I really do believe that. I think that, um, you know, looking back on, on my time at the Suns, if, if, there, if there was one thing that I could have changed, it would have been in the way that we developed the boys early days. And what I mean by that is, is just teaching the fundamentals of football um I think because we had so many high draft picks and and you know so many talented kids um come to the football club we 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 probably thought it was just going to happen um and I can still I can still remember an article that Kevin Sheedy did um you know with a with a paper in Sydney and it was at a time when GWS were getting you know smashed by 150 points every week and um he he said in that article that there's there's method to my madness. I I'm I'm developing these boys the right way, but it just it is just going to take time. And um, you know, I think back to early days at the Suns, and I think at times we we, we probably rather than as I said, developing the guys and teaching them the fundamentals of football, it was more about you know not getting beaten by a hundred points every week. We're probably satisfied with getting beaten by forty or fifty, but we just weren't investing that time into the guys. Um, oh you know, in in developing them the right way. So that, you know, hindsight's obviously a great thing, but um, by all reports, you know, speaking to some of the guys up there, it sounds like they've got, you know, they've got the right coach on board. Um, You know, they've got some really great people around the club and they've got a talented young list. So I think they're heading in the right direction. It's just going to take a bit of time.
1: Sure. And what about the the AFL and, and footy in general? How's the health? And if there was a chance to make one change, what would it be?
0: Well, that is a good question, uh, Gilly. I uh, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a lot of football this year. Um obviously there's been some rule changes. Um I think there's, you know, been mixed opinions on that. But um I, I think it's in a pretty good place. I, I really do. Um, you know, I think the AFL has done a fantastic job um, you know, working through all the challenges that they have over the last twelve to twenty-four months. Um, you know, last last season I I didn't think I didn't think, you know, things were gonna continue, but logistically to work through all that um, you know the fact that um, you know I, I got to continue my career and 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 uh, you know finish off playing in a grand final was really special to me and um, I'm I'm pretty happy with whoever games at. Um, I mean I think the AFL will continue to make rule changes over the years and and that's just to make the game more exciting they're not always going to get it right but um, you know I feel I feel for some of the decision makers in at the AFL sometimes because <laughs> um, you know not. Uh, not not everyone is going to love the decisions that you do make, but uh, I think the game's in a pretty good place, as I said.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's like, like umpires, isn't it? The, the administrators, they don't often get told they've done it well, but they get well and truly reminded when people think they got it wrong. Gaz, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you, mate. Thanks for taking the time. All the best to Jordan and Levi. You guys take care.
0: Appreciate it, Billy. It was great to chat to me.